Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I really would love to know what that intro actually says, but I bop along to it every time. Nonetheless, good evening, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Fallout Bar, night number six. Uh, Jack Cobbard with you, uh, joined by Charlie Hopper once again. And Luke, say it through crossed fingers, we've tested it before the show, but his technology is working. Yay! Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible when it happens, though, man. It happened night number one of all times. We're all set, ready to go, and all of a sudden, nothing. <laughs> But we're back, we're back. This time, this time I'm ready. It was a trial run last time, but fortunately, not maybe the best night to talk about, but at least I've got I've got a little bit of a connection. So we're there. We are indeed. And Charlie, back once again. You're a sucker for this now, aren't you, pal? <laughs> I am, yeah. To be honest, having a look at some of the results, I'd be quite interested to have a look back at what we predicted last night, because I don't think we were that far off. If, if I remember rightly, I think we may have been quite close with some of the... Um, with some of the predictions, so it'd be quite interesting to see whether um, whether we got any right. But yeah, an all right night of darts and great to see Barney back on the World Championship stage. If only the host was capable enough of writing down the predictions as well as <laughs> everything else that we do. Maybe one day we'll get to that level. A uh, very big welcome to people in the chat room, to Terence, to Colin, to GWN, uh, to Online Darts, that'd be us, to Curtis... Uh, Matthew is in, Daniel is in, he said Barney we crush, should we go, we'll get to that very, very shortly, uh, Mark's in, uh, Sam, Juanita bragging about how hot it is in Perth, less of that please, Juanita, <laughs> or we'll give you Das Boot, bloody freezing here, um, 4% of the poll is all gone, I haven't voted yet Matthew, but I have a pretty strong feeling I know who you are talking about, if he gets any votes for player of the night, then there's something very, very wrong. Uh, Rose is in. She says it's miserable here in England, and that's just the people, Rose. What about the weather? Um, <laughs> Brandon is in too. GWN says hello. Yankee Liver, it's miserable in New England too. Perth sounds lovely. Yep, yeah, that's what happens when the Patriots lose earlier in the week. Um, let's talk about darts. There's only four games to talk about this evening. Uh, haven't got any of the clips yet, as one of them loves to absolutely waffle on. So we're a little bit behind at the Alley Pally itself. But as soon as we do get those, We'll try and fire them into the show for you guys. will no doubt know who I'm on about when I say they love to waffle. 
uh, over ten and a half minutes their interview was tonight, and that was the fourth time <laughs> he given that interview. Uh, I suppose he has been absent from the Ali Pali for about a year. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get onto that very very shortly. Like I said, just the four games to talk about this evening. Not a single one going to a last set, boys. So. Yeah, somehow we're still starting the show pretty late. Uh, let's go in game order as always, uh, starting with an all-English class, shall we? Luke Woodhouse getting the job done over James Wilson despite going behind in the first set. Yeah, I thought this may be a little bit closer, but yeah, Luke Woodhouse showed really good character from going a set down. Um, he could have been under a lot of pressure. I mean, he averaged 94 in the first set, which is still really good. So to lose the first set with 94 average, it, it, he then sort of dropped off with his average, but then still managed to, to sort of bounce back. I mean, James Wilson dropped off in the third set, but then that 101 average, I think it was in the last set to win the game. Impressive from Luke Woodhouse, and a 128 checkout in the final set. And he was he was really impressive. He, he, I expected it to be a little bit closer, but James Wilson just didn't really have, have a match for Luke Woodhouse. You know, after that first set, it was, it was one-way traffic, really. Yeah, competitive... Luke at the start then, uh, James Wilson making an account of it. He has literally just lost his tour card in losing that match. Came through the qualifier though um, in pretty impressive fashion and it looked like he was all set to go again but just not quite got that consistency that we're used to seeing from James Wilson in the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean even in the first set you know, you really expected him when he took the first leg to just, to just basically rattle on and take the first set potentially three and he was playing really well but just inconsistencies even throughout the legs it some of the some of the throws were just shocking and to be honest look he enjoyed himself and you cannot fault the walk-on was unbelievable i really like to see them having a, having a bit of fun with it and you know what he, he absolutely loves his walk-on song which is, which is really nice to see so it's nice to see a little bit of enjoyment in the game but it just kind of translated into darts performance sometimes and and he, he fell short of the mark i think to be honest he would have needed probably two wins or three wins to, to keep the tour card so it was always going to be an uphill battle him through a really quite tough route on the qualifier but yeah he, he's fallen short of the mark today and I think that was definitely a winnable game but either of them probably would have been up against it against him and Hetter in the next round so I guess we'll see how Luke does. Yeah what else up to 47 in the world right now Charlie but he does take on Damon Hetter next and okay whilst we can deep dive into the stats a little bit more in this one 91 average 35% on the doubles uh Five 180s from Luke Woodhouse. It might not be enough to beat Hatter, but it'll be competitive. And he's only a couple of points away average-wise from giving Damon a game, I think, at that point. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you've got to look at the double percentage will be alarming for him. I mean, he's had 31 attempts at a double. That just shows the difference between the two players because James Wilson only had 15. So he was at 46%, 7 out of 15. But... It, it, it won't be too far away from giving Damon Hetter a, a real a real go on the stage. And look, it's the World Championship, so anything can really happen out there. Um, and, you know, Damon Hetter will know he'll have, he'll have his hands full. Um, it's just whether he can sort of up his game from tonight and recreate that against um, against the Heat. It will be indeed. Um, on to match number two then, boys. Uh, and it saw the second RJR brother of the tournament, Rusty Jake Rodriguez, the EU Development Tour, Order of Merit, number one, earned himself a tour card via that route earlier in the year, take on the Kiwi Ben Rob. And again, this was a nice, tight little game through the early stages, but the scoreline opened up a lot towards the back end loop. Ben Rob just dropping off a little bit as Rusty Jake just put his foot on Rob's head and, and kept it there, basically. 
Yeah, I mean, to be honest, he was one of the most exciting players for me that I was really looking forward to watch at the Grand Slam. So to finally see him do himself justice at the World Championships was brilliant because the action itself, sometimes the darts angles is a little bit questionable. It reminds me a little bit of Keen Barry, but, you know, he's so rapid. And when you see him in full flight, he's an excellent little player. And I think, to be honest, he's a danger in the next round. But yeah, Ben Rob's no mug himself. And it was it was destined to be a good game. And yeah, I was excited to see Rusty Jake. He's obviously performing well. Well earned his spot on the on the pro tour because he what he wasn't low down in the pro tour order merit rankings. I'm pretty sure he was mid table around about 16, 17th, I think, if I remember rightly. So well deserving of a of a spot at the world championships and, and performed really well. Yeah, Charlie, a word on Ben Rob the Kiwi. I was quite impressed with him for the early stages of the matches. He's always been quite a consistent performer, perhaps one that just lacks being in the competitive PDC environment as as much as some of the other players that we've seen so far, um, an 87 match average drops off towards the back end. It's not so the DPA aren't doing a fantastic job, but we've seen Damon Hatter, Kyle Anderson, um, Simon Whitlock all make that step up from playing regular PDC darts with the rest of the tour. And, and Rob looks like he could potentially be another player that would benefit from that. Yeah, I'd like to see him. Um, I can't remember who it was we were talking about. Yeah, it might have been Diego Portello we were talking about yesterday about how he would benefit from it. And I think Rob would be the exact same. Um, look, he looks, he does look at home actually on the stage, and I think he would he would benefit from playing against these better players. But today, he just met his match against um, against Rusty. He was uh, in that third set. He didn't give Rob an opportunity. It shows that he went away really. Um, but the game was there. It was a winnable game for for either player. But Rusty just brought his his A game to the stage, and you know, if he can go on a run and keep playing like that and improve, Pyro will be able to go. He will indeed. We need to she thinks Ben is going to Q score, which is excellent news. After that performance, we're looking forward to potentially seeing him there. Next up for Rusty Jake Rodriguez, Luke Chris Doby, a man that I have tipped for big things in this tournament. After that performance. A little bit worried that history might just repeat itself for Chris Dobie. He has been sensational throughout the majority of this year, producing big average performance after big average performance. But every time he does, he drags his opponent up to that level with him. And it is a ridiculous record the man has this year. And after seeing Rusty Jake do that, I'm a little bit apprehensive that the same thing might well happen. You hope that he's learned he's learned to cross the winning line this year, though, hasn't he? The two titles will hopefully stand him in good stead, and and hopefully he can take that sort of form into the World Championships. But look, we know it's going to be a, it's going to be a really rapid game. The pair of them will bounce off each other. I see it being a high average game, but I do think Chris Dobie now is at the point where he's ready to take the step up and not just make a quarter final or semi final. He could potentially go all the way. He's that good. He's got that much potential, and it's just time to shorten the big stage. It takes one tournament to do it. It was Nathan Aspel's turn a few years ago when he made the semi finals. Chris Dobie's got every chance. Yes he's in a difficult quarter but to be honest for me he's one of the form players in that quarter and I think he's got every chance to make that out Malachi says what we're all thinking we can't wait to hear Dobie's <laughs> walk on um, I'm going to pause there for the review of yesterday for actually no, let's carry on then we'll do the fantasy um, let's move on to game number three then boys and unfortunately I could not get the Barney alarm into this software. <laughs> Phil has ownership of it. It's not on the computer software that he has with him at Ali Pali. So I couldn't play it for everybody right now. But the five time champion of the world, Raymond van Barneveld, returned to the Alexandra Palace. Um, and he was pretty comfortable against what could have been a tricky tie against Lawrence Alagan. Charlie, 
Um, straight sets victory for Barney, 96 average. One of the better ones we've seen so far in this tournament, even when the seeded players have come into play. Um, really impressive from the big Dutchman. Yeah, and his consistency was really impressive throughout the game. He didn't drop off, really. Um, if anything, he, the first set was was pretty solid. Um, and then he, he just improved as the game went on. His averages got better, and he was just clinical on the doubles, which is what we've become accustomed to seeing. I mean, the last set, OK, he, he did struggle a little bit to get over the line, but I expected a little bit more from Lawrence Alagan. Um, it was a shame that he, he only won two, two legs in the whole game. Um, but yeah, Barney... You know, Barney's back, and that was a seriously good performance from, from RVB. Yeah, Luke, double trouble for 11, just two from 10 for him. Barney, nine from 25. High stack out, one, two, one. Still feel like Barney has an extra gear as well to give there. Yeah, I think that was huge for his confidence. Now, I know other tournaments, obviously, he has played this year and has won a floor tournament. But I think to, to, to get back on the world stage after how much it must have hurt to lose to Darren Young last year, it was quite nice to get a, a nice, easy first round game under his belt. And, it, and he completely dismissed Lawrence Alagan. So I think we're going to have to see whether he can do the same sort of job. You know, he's got to step up. Adrian Lewis didn't manage it against Gary Anderson. Had quite a good first round performance, but taking it up against the the seeded player is going to be difficult. And Rob Cross is in good form, so that's going to be a really interesting one. But yeah, Barney uh, Barney did play well, and you, you can't fault him for that performance. It was miles miles better than when we saw him here two years ago. So yeah, hopefully it's a sign of things to come. We get another brilliant first uh, second round game, rather. Army. Uh, Wayne knew what he was doing by bringing up Barney's manager's name. Yeah, I think he may well have done, to be honest. Um, it was very impressive. Barney's scoring is still up there. We'll have to play similar standard to beat Cross. Yeah, 100% Rob Cross has just added to that B game. Makes him very, very difficult to beat. And if his A game turns up, you're going to have a lot hard time stopping him. Charlie, one more word on Elagan before we move on. Seen him at the World Cup. Big fan favourite. A lot of people like his antics, his energy up on stage. His action is superb. But he's another one that has missed the Asia Tour this year. Yeah, and, and that will be, you know, that's where he's missing that match practice. And, you know, that's what you need when you're coming into to one of the biggest, well, the biggest event of the season. Um, I, we, we did big him up last night and, you know, everyone likes him. He's, he's a fan favourite, as you mentioned. But um, when you're playing against a player like Barney, who, who has built up nicely over the year, you've got to be more clinical than that. And he had the chances. He just didn't take them at the right time. And he'll be disappointed with that. But sometimes you've just got to hold your hands up and say, you know, Barney was the much better player on the night. Yeah, you do indeed. And that's what he was. Um, and something that, well, you might not hold your hands up and say was a much better player on the night. But somehow, by hook or by crook, James Wade finds himself into the third round. He's still in the tournament after Christmas. Not the most flattering performance from Wadey, being in a nice part of the draw without being disrespectful. Um, there were question marks over his form, but the Grand Slam performances against Rob Cross in particular suggested that they may have been swept away. And then James Wade somehow sneaks over the line with an 83 average, beating Mike Hyvenhoven 3-1 Luke. Um, just like large parts of this tournament so far, this was a tough watch. Yeah, it was it was really mediocre from James. I know I know we 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 talk about him wading through games all the time, but that was that was a serious. I, I I don't really know what I've just watched for the last four sets. It was really poor, and I know we say about it being an easy part of the draw, and I do agree with that. 
I think Vincent van der Voort blows hot and cold. But if Adam Hunt gets through, I think his B game is a solid 90 average. And I don't think what James has just performed there would cut it against him. So I think he'd have a very tough job if Hunt does get through, getting through with that sort of performance. But he's done well enough to get through against Kyvenhoven. I think he had chances after chances. But yeah, it's just just another way that James Wade does it. And it would be typical James Wade to make the semi-finals from this part of the draw. So just have to see how he goes. But he's through the first round. He's got a win under his belt. And we'll just see how he can go from here. I hope you are right. Charlie, it's said an awful lot by me in particular that you know what way are you going to get from the first set. It was a 90 average. He was okay on the doubles. I think he missed one ton plus in that, but he made the most of it, the visit that he came back. He mopped it all up and you thought, here we go. Wadey's going to do a job. And then it just got worse. That third set in particular at one point, he was averaging 73. All that range that he's built up on that treble, long gone. Yeah, and... I think Kevin Oven then, after that set, I thought this this could go all the way. And then he completely dropped off after that and missed loads of darts at doubles. He let the momentum go there. But yeah, you said last night, you'll know what you'll get from the first set. And Wade just sort of let, let, let that slip, let the momentum slip. I mean, Cam put in the chat that he's going to write down a 3-0. So I thought this was going to be pretty relatively easy. And then when he dropped off in that third set, <coughs> Kevin Oven come back. But as I mentioned... He lost, he missed the loads of double darts at the double, and yeah, Wade's it wasn't vintage Wade, but he got gets the job done. And as I say, most of the time, that's all that matters. He's, he's got the win 100%. We were saying that all week. And James Wade does move on to the third round, he'll be back after Christmas. Um, usually, folks, we would have been playing you interview clips, not the interviews in full, but short little bursts of those interviews. As we're talking about each of these games, as I said, they aren't ready for us yet. If we do get them by the end of the night, we will drop them into the show. If not, once we do finish, head over to our YouTube, or stay on our YouTube channel, rather. Um, the clips in full will be available for you, and you can uh, enjoy those at your leisure. And a quick reminder before we do move on, please do drop us a like on today's show. Um, subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of our content and comment below to get involved and a big big thank you to boil sports for making this happen throughout the week be sure to check out our social media and our website uh, for best bets tips and odds um a lot of that compiled by our good friend mr sam tizzle um what we're going to do now boys is we're going to have another brief look at our fantasy league obviously the pdc Gave us the new fantasy game ahead of the championships. And unfortunately, Charlie, you're now up to second. That's moved on from fourth yesterday. Uh, Raymond van Barneveld has come in and done a job for you. And you still have Suter to play again and Rob Cross to play. So you're looking in pretty good spot, buddy. Sean McArdle still finds themselves top. Uh, Tony Stanton is in third. Brad Monker fourth. Steve Cadman, he was third yesterday. He's dropped down to sixth, but Philip Wolf is on the tail. Uh, anyone else we can see in there? Phil Barr's still in 11th spot. Who knew that just picking all of his favourites would get him the results that he needs? <laughs> Luke, let's see who's higher between me and you. I think it's you. Andrew's doing well. I haven't put a team in, so I'll definitely not be higher than you. Yes! I'm not that <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else that we can see? Andy Malachy, 32. Great, great username. Sorry, random. 
Rocky Balboa. What else have we got? If you see your name, shout up. Dan Simpson, one of the team. And Liam Riley still locked in. I don't think they had anybody play today, so they might have dropped off a couple of spots. Obviously, that is the key difference. There's one eater still. And she's still got to... That, that's very Australian, isn't it? She's got <laughs> she's got Gigi, she's got Damon Hetta. She couldn't not pick her boys. Uh, Lee Boyce in there as well. Dan Simpson, Liam Riley, and Lee Boyce all have the same amount of points. I might have to put that into the group chat once we finish this show, unless Cam is watching and wants to do it for us. Oh my! Does that mean I'm last? There I am. I can't think of any. Oh, I'm beating Scott. Go on, by a point. <laughs> Take that, Scotland. <laughs> Before we get into any more trouble, let's move on from that one. Um, let me also bear with me two seconds. I can't find it. I was going to fire our code into the chat room for people to join, but I cannot remember it. I can't find it off the top of my head. Cam, it's in our WhatsApp if you want to fire it in for us as well, please, buddy. Sorry, I'm just making you do all the legwork in the background, um, but that would be much appreciated so that others can still get involved. I'm not sure if your points count from the moment you join the league like they would in fantasy football or um, from the minute um, you've picked the team. Um, if you've got a team in already, you might just jump into this league, but we shall see. Um Let's look ahead then, boys, to tomorrow. And obviously, the difference yesterday we reviewed eight games, looked ahead to four. Today we've reviewed four games, look ahead to eight. We are back with a double header session with two final round one matches. And then after that, boys, we are into round two. Everybody playing is a seeded player. So, without being too disrespectful to the rest of the tournament, the next two days is where the standards should go up. Should. Fingers crossed. Start getting a little bit easier on the eye. We are going to start with the young Welsh sensation, Louis Williams, against Toyokazu Shibata. Easy for me to say. <laughs> You've nailed that. You've nailed it. Yes. Don't ask me to say it again because I'll absolutely <laughs> butcher it. Um, Charlie, coming to you first. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Shibata. I'm not sure if either of you two do. And I think that might heavily sway our predictions towards Louis Williams right now. Yeah, I don't really know much about him, to be honest. Um, I expect the young Welshman to, to win. I think he'll win 3-0. Um, I think he'll just have too much experience for Shibata. And look, fair play. If he comes out and surprises all of us, then fair enough. Um, but I just think Williams will, will have too much. I, I'm going to go for 3-0. Oh, indeed. On to you, Luke. So I do know a little bit about Shabbat. I just threw some of the things I'd seen on Twitter. And yeah, he did actually play well. He, he qualified for the World Cup of Darts, but couldn't play. So he, he has qualified for two major tournaments because qualifying for the Japanese World Cup of Darts team, we know there was a few players last year. Edward Fulks really impressed us. We know Hiroko Muramatsu. There's, there's plenty of Japanese players that are, are well capable of being in that team. So it's an impressive feat to get in there. He's averaging 95 in his qualifier as well in the final match. So he's definitely got pedigree, but it's whether he can take it up on stage. Now, he's going there with no pressure, the same as Edward Fulks did last year. So I see no reason why he couldn't put Louis Williams in a little bit of pressure. So I'm going to say it's going to be three two at Louis Williams. I do think he has enough experience to get through this just through what he's done to us so far. But don't discount Shibata because he has definitely got some quality. Interesting, interesting. Marcus, knowing that he averaged 95 to qualify, is backing him to win 
3-1. Uh, I'm going to say 3-1 as well, but I'm going to go Louis Williams. Uh, I just think when you play these guys week in, week out, comfortable up there. Louis had a great run at the UK Open as well a couple of years back as a Riley's player. And that stage experience, you just cannot buy. And I think that will give him a slight edge. Um, before we do move on, folks, if you do want to get involved in the Online Darts Fantasy League, um, as hosted by the PDC themselves, fantasypdc.tv, uh, create an account, create your team. And that code on screen right now is the Online Darts code to join the league. Um, a few more predictions coming in. Cam says Williams 3-0. Jack also says Williams 3-0. On two boys, the final round one game of the tournament. And I won't say what we said off air, Luke, but you can predict first Jason Lowe or Daniel Larson. Well, Daniel Larson did well a few years ago to beat Robert Thornton, but I do think Jason Lowe's probably going to have a little bit too much quality for him. Daniel Larson's A game is only just around, just around 90. So I think if Jason Lowe turns up and plays... Even his B game, I'd probably get this done. Probably 3-1 or 3-0, but I'm going to go with 3-1. Yeah, Charlie, a case of what could have been for Jason Lowe. He's played MVG and Gerwin Price down in Minehead a couple of times. Had chances in both of those games. Um, but surely this, this one's a little bit different to playing those two, and he's got the edge. Yeah, I think he has got the edge. I've been really impressed with him, actually. Um, and and at the time, he just he's just missing that final... He's just missing that you know, being able to get over the, over the line in games. But I think he wins this. I'm going to go with Luke and go with 3-1. Um, I think he'll just have a little bit too much for Daniel Larson. Um, and, but I expect him to, to be consistent throughout the game and, and just get the job done relatively easily. I think I'm going to go exactly the same scoreline as you, Charlie. 3-1 to J-Lo for me because he brings all the fans to the block or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> and as Rose says, the winner faces D'Souza. There's the stars emoji eyes back once again. Uh, on to the next one. And we have a round two clash in a part of the draw, by the way, boys. A quick reminder, Lee Boyce has backed one of these players to make the semi-final. And Jarliff backed the other one. It is Mervyn King against Ryan Joyce. This could be very, very interesting an absolute slog battle on double 16, Charlie. Who comes out on top? This is going to be a really good game, actually, and I'm looking forward to watching this. Um, Ryan Joyce only just got through against um, Benecki in his first round match. He, he gave away that two-set lead. But I do think Mervyn King, he hasn't been in the greatest form, but I think he turns it up on the stage tomorrow, and I think he wins. But I think he wins 3-2. Um, I think it goes to a last-set last, a last set decider, um, and just just gets over the line, but this one could go out of the way. Luke, on to you. Yeah, I mean, if you'd asked me this question when Ryan Josh was 2-0 up against Benecki, I think probably I would have had a different outcome. But the way he took those two legs, away, uh, the two sets away, I mean, he, he was really close to getting beat. I, it was quite poor, really, that the way he finished that match off. I think Mervyn King, if he turns up and plays his A game, it's going to be it's going to be 3-1. But Ryan Joyce is a quality operator. He can play his A game and play like he did in the first two sets. He challenges Mervyn King. I think he does challenge him, but I think we just see that snarly side of Merv that I've got a feeling he does bits here, personally. I'm going to go 3-1 to the King. Absolutely nothing to do with the fact that he sits uh, just there on the wall. Uh, but, you know, no bias here whatsoever. Uh, on to the 
final game of the afternoon session. And Dave Chisnell, uh, after beating Michael Van Gerwen in superb fashion last year, returns to the Alexander Palace and he takes on Mike Didecker. Luke, how do you see this one going? Well, to be fair, I was stunned Mike Dedeka got through the first round. Labanowski's his nine dart are somewhat unreal, uh, derailed him. And it, it gave Mike Dedeka finally the chance to prove a little bit of what he can do on the TV stage because he is a good player and finally managed to get a good performance in after a pretty dismal Grand Slam. But I still think Dave Chisnell will be far too strong for him. And I do see this one being a 3-0 whitewash. But he did do very well to get here to Mike Dedeka. So fair play to him and well done for, for getting qualified. Yeah. Charlie, on to you. Yeah, I think similar. I think three one. I think the Decker will get a set. Um, he was really impressive in his in his game against um, Lucky Dean. Look, we, we weren't really sure what he was, what kind of game he was going to bring um, after the last time he was on our TV screens. But look, I think he, I think Chizzy will win it. I think he'll win three one. Be comfortable for him, um, and he'll put his um, he'll put his name into the into the next round relatively easily. Uh, it is two clear legs if it goes to each chat. These are all round two matches, so thank you for that. Uh, I agree that I think Dave Chisnell will win 3-1. There's something about him. He doesn't tend to lose early on. He'll make an indent into a tournament, and then he'll have the sting for a performance in the mid-80s. And actually, the way this tournament's gone at the minute, he'll probably get away with an 80 or, or a low 90 this early on, but you wouldn't want to risk it. Um, I think Dave Chisnell makes a little bit of a splash tomorrow, a 3-1 victory for the Chizzy Rascal onto the evening session, boys. And these actually look set up to be some really interesting ties. A lot of the players play at pace, which is also good to see. Styles make matches as they do in boxing. Charlie, coming to you first for the Dutch destroyer, Vincent van der Voort against Adam Hunt. As we said, the winner of this one will take on James Wade. So he carries on with that form. A big, big chance for one of these two to push on. This is going to be a really good game to start off the evening session. Um, it could go either way, really. Sometimes we've seen inconsistency from Vincent van der Voort and Adam Hunt um, has just gone about his business in the right way. Whether or not Adam Hunt has enough to get past Vincent van der Voort, I think, I think, the, I think Vincent wins 3-2. Um, I don't want to see a, a North East player go out, but I, I just think he may just edge it. Um, again, this game could go either way, but I think he wins 3-2. You're not from the northeast. I hate to break it to you, but there's no point backing them. Actually, anyone, anyone, in the chat, anyone in the chat would back me up. Would back me up. Luke's from the northeast, and he didn't want you, so you're not, <laughs> not <laughs> Luke, I'll come to you as the perspective of somebody from the northeast. Uh, is Adam Hunt going to do well? I think he's going to do the job. Vincent van der Voort is probably one of the biggest examples of an A and a B game because they're wildly different. If Vincent turns up and plays his A game, he could walk this game probably 3-1, but I don't think he will. I think he'll turn up and play his B game. I think it'll be close, and I think Adam Hunt will probably edge this 3-2, but I really think, no matter which way this goes, I think it's will go to five sets. Now, this might be wildly wrong tomorrow, so we can come back and review it, but I do definitely see this one going five sets. This should be a really close match. No, 3-1 Vanderbilt. I think the man's just had a, he's just had a consistent year. He's been solid. Um, and if you let him get in front of you, he can run away with games pretty quickly. And I think that's what happens if he gets out in front of Adam Hunt. Um, on to the next game, boys. And it is Phil Barr's pick for the Premier League. Mr. Michael Smith against Ron the Bomb, Moulinkamp. Um, we haven't seen an awful lot of Michael Smith this year. Did some talking earlier on in the year about not being included in the Premier League. 
has yet to really go deep to prove anybody wrong, has looked impressive in patches, but hasn't quite given it for the full tournament. Luke, is this the one where he starts to put it together? Well, I definitely think he'll win this first round, and Ron the Bomb was very, very poor against Lisa Ashton. So fair enough, he wasn't pushed, but he was absolutely shocked. And I don't think this will be close at all. I think it'll be 3 0. Smith should easily get this underneath his belt and then could potentially push him in the tournament. But I, I just can't see, I can't see Ron Nick and even a set off Michael Smith here. Charlie, I guess the issue here for Michael Smith fans is the pace of Ron Mullenkamp. Smith likes to get on with it. Ron Mullenkamp will not be rushed. Yeah, he won't be rushed. He's very methodical in what he does. Um, Smith is very much blink and you'll miss it. Um, but I think he'll just have too much. I mean, if you took if you took the breaks out from t- tomorrow and there wasn't the break between, then well, this game could be done pretty quickly, I think. But um, look, Michael Smith will, will get the job done. I don't think he loses a set. I think it's 3-0 and you know, he starts his, his campaign off in a, in a pretty decent fashion. Yeah, just the one person in the chat room back in Moulin Camp, and that's Brandon Tatum. Um, unfortunately, mate, you're wrong. Michael Smith wins this one. He wins it 3-1, I think. There's, there's, a, there's an air of maturity to Bully Boy right now. He just needs to get over the line in that, in that big game now, I think. Um, but we have seen strides made by him throughout the year. Um, On to the penultimate game of the night. And it sees Dimitri Vandenberg uh, strut his stuff on the dance floor. That is the Ali Pali stage. Uh, taking on the German Florian Hempel. This is a tough matchup for Dimitri if he does not bring his A game. 100%, but to be honest, I think an early test in a tournament like this is, is usually a good thing. So I think, to be honest, getting this game underneath his belt could be absolutely huge. And hopefully this is his chance to get over the quarterfinals hurdle because he is in the easiest section of the draw. So he's got to be seizing every opportunity he can get. I think he does win this. I was really impressed with Hempel. Yeah, the averages weren't brilliant, but to be honest, a lot of people are calling that a very close game and, and potentially even tipping Schindler. So I'm going to say that Hempel does get a set. I think it'll be 3-1 Vandenberg. But yeah, hopefully this is a sort of mid-90s, 95 average, and we get to see a little bit of a test. We do indeed. How about you, Charlie? I'm going to go with Hempel. I think he wins 3-2. I just, I just, I was really impressed with him against Schindler, and I think he, 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 he has the game to do it. It's just whether he can bring it on the stage. If he doesn't, Dimitri will, will can blow him away pretty easily. But I think, I think I'm going to go with the German to win 3-2 and, uh, and cause a bit of an upset. I think this very much depends on which Dimitri turns up. He's capable of absolutely blowing people away. He could easily rock up and put in the performance of the first two rounds, but he could also, at the moment, rock up and not do a lot. Let's not forget he has made two major finals this year, but hasn't really been spoken about in any real depth. But he was blown away in both of those finals. Um, I really, really like Florian Hempel. I think his action is very, very good from the moment he draws the dart back. Um, but that being said, Dimitri loves a big stage and there is no bigger stage than the Ali Pali. And I think he'll get over the line. And I think he will do it 3-1. Uh, and then finally, looking ahead to tomorrow, uh, Devon Peterson. We had him on the live lounge a couple of weeks back. Takes on the Australian Raymond Smith, who was mightily impressive, by the way, in defeating Jamie Hughes in the first round, Luke. Um, does Devon Peterson have enough firepower to withstand that from the Aussie this time out? 
So I know we've got a bit of a soft spot for, for Devin on this channel, but unfortunately I am going to have to back Raymond Smith. For me, I think that's one of the most underrated games of the first round. I really enjoyed that. And it was such a comprehensive performance. He, he was he was really competent, especially the 180 hitting was brilliant, but the doubles and the finishing was really good. So I'm going to back Raymond Smith to win this 3-1. Devin's had an on and off year, and I think he's coming off a bit of confidence now, Raymond Smith. Kai's out. He's doing it for the family. Let's see what he can do. And, he, and he's representing Aussie darts once again. But I think he's got every chance of making it through to round three. And quite a few people backing a seed exit right now in the chat room. Apart from Brandon, who is going 3-0. Let's not disagree once again. Um, but you're wrong. <laughs> Raymond Smith wins 3-1. <laughs> it's not a good night for you, Brandon, um, <laughs> if what I'm saying is correct, which is which is probably never going to happen. So um, it's just the way it goes. But yeah, I'm going to go Smith 3-1. I think his finishing power was superb. Um, still a little bit worried about Devon not having enough match practice now that he says that he is fully fit and ready to go, but would more than happily be proven wrong by him. Um, I, boys, before we disappear, Charlie, you said at the start of the night about how close we were to the predictions. I've just been sent last night's predictions, uh, and we can compare them. Um, in the first game, Charlie, you had 3-1 to Luke. That came in. You then had 3-0 to RJ. Oh, that was a 3-1. You had 3-1 Barney and 3-1 Wadey. So you just got the middle two the wrong way around. Um, I had 3-1 to Luke. I had 3-1 to Wade. I had 3-2 Rusty Jake and 3-1 Barney. So uh, not a million miles away. We got all four winners. I don't think that was the most complex decision. Although that being said, I've just seen Cam back Kyvenhoven. So, um, yeah, unless you make you were in the background. Uh, yeah, and then he's giving it bigger. To be fair, Brandon, backing against Gob, you're probably looking good. We all picked. You did exactly the same last night, Cam, and it backfired massively. Bless you. Another man that thinks he's from the north. Stay to it. Um, <laughs> that, but unfortunately, we haven't got the interview clips for you, but like I said, they are available over on our YouTube channel. So, do jump over there uh, and watch them all in full at your leisure they'll be available for you forever now they're, they're up on the youtube channel um thank you very much for joining us on this show reminder a big big thank you to board sports for backing our coverage to luke and charlie for your company this evening i think we go again tomorrow boys do we not or is Charlie, you swapping out tomorrow um, luke, I'm, tomorrow I'm in thursday i think yeah i think we're both back thursday even worse. I might have Cam to just give a bit of a <laughs> then. Even better after he's just had a pop at me in the chat. Bless him. <laughs> Mustache will be back. Just thank you very, very much for watching the Fallout Bar. We will see you all again for tomorrow night um, on an evening that Raymond Van Barnum made a successful return to the Alexandra Palace. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>